Okay, I like that. I like that. If I if I ever lived by the beach, I'd be uh I'm already a pretty happy dude, but I'd be even more happier. Now give me some tips, okay? I bring the dog out, I'm walking the dog on the beach. I see another girl with the dog. What do I do? What do I say? What what do I break the ice with? Hmm. Oh, that's a that's a nice dog you got there. Do you have a dog with you? Yeah, yeah. We both okay. have dogs. Oh, you must love your dog, eh? Oh, I know one. You got an extra poop bag? <laughs> so then she knows I'm not about that, you know, leaving leaving your dog's poop wherever your dog poops. I'm not that type of person, you know? How about something like, so have you ever randomly sniffed a stranger's ass? <laughs> Because that's what dogs do, man. Dude, that's, that's just crazy, bro. That's a, yo. You know what though? That would, yeah, that'd be awkward. But there's a chance as do, as a dog lover, you may laugh because it's true. Why do they do that, man? It's a, it's an animal thing, and it's kind of confusing. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> that's filthy, man. That's that, filthy. Yeah, that is filthy. Oh, silky and filthy. Well, there will be no butt sniffing, but I want to welcome you all to another episode of Silky and Filthy. I'm Whoop. Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. Whoop. Kyle, what's going on, man? How's your Wednesday? How's your hump day? Not bad. You know, spent some time over at the Beaumont at the other stew. Had a little meeting, met some good people, listened to some good music. Yeah, I miss cold time, man. Not going to lie. You know, we're looking looking forward, Trevor. You see that window over there. You see where cold time's desk used to be. You see where all... Well, not all. Some of the best music coming out of the city of Vancouver was being made out of this studio. And, and he left for another spot. I barely get to see him. I miss the dude, man. Not going to lie. Yeah, I miss him too, man. He is. Coulter got bounce, man. He's got the bounce. He's got Every the bounce. Every song that comes out, man, I'm bouncing. Yo, that's, that's great. What happens when he doesn't want to make bouncy style music? What if, what if it's like Coulter got soul? Oh, I like that too. That's cool it too. It kind of rolls out the tongue. How about Coulter got riffs he becomes a rock star i i, I you know what i'm having a little bit of a hard time envisioning that but i, I like it fair if enough, he can pull it off dude. he's a talented okay dude. i'll tell you a story about riffs what is that a guitar riff like okay other day i'm at the studio earlier in that day some dude was filming a a podcast session in here and he came by later i thought he forgot something but he just brought a friend he wanted to show him the spot and he was his friend was actually in a in a punk pop band and i started asking him a question right like asking him many questions because i didn't know that genre of music was was so prevalent now but you're looking at the charts and you look at them and look who look who's at the top it's panic at the disco what's going on oh man i know what a what a surprise man they kind of yeah. came back out of nowhere when they had that hit that came on the radio that high hope song i thought uh, it was follow boy yeah i don't even know how it goes i don't have high, high hopes for a living Oh, okay. I, how about their first song? Oh, oh I rate What a track. feeling. No, that's, is that dumb? Yeah, it's too bad. The broom's grind is a whore. Closing the goddamn door. Okay. How's it going? Let's let's do some puck talk, man. I think we're done making people's ears bleed for now. So oh, let's, yo, they love it. Man. Let's they get love into it. it. The three... Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bound, they oh love it. Oh, my God. They love it. 
Let's get into it. The three tasty takeaways. Okay, so I know we started talking. We started out the episode about talking about sniffing butts, which was a little <laughs> weird. But last week, we talked about the hot butts. We did. And we're not talking like sexy hot. We're talking like these butts are hot because these coaches are taking some heat. Mm-hmm. And guess what? What? Two coaches got fired since we last recorded an episode. There you go. That's guess the magic. What? One of those coaches was Peter DeBoer. And he's from the West Coast. Let's talk about him first, man. Are you surprised? I'm a little bit surprised at the time. And they were one of the best teams in the NHL in November. But again, I'm not a Sharks fan. And I talked about it on the Quickie twice. I wasn't buying the success from the Sharks. They weren't playing that well. They were beating a lot of crappy teams in in close one-goal games. It didn't seem like much had changed in San Jose. And then, of course, over the weekend, they lose by a combined score of 12-2. to I watched some of that Florida game and they just looked awful. They were not, they were just, they were tired. They were bad. It's call what you want. It, and you know, they were on the road on the East coast, but it was a bad trip, but I'm still, I'm still surprised about the timing of this. But if you look at the moves, Doug Wilson has made, he's an aggressive general manager. Oh yeah. So why sure. doesn't he make an aggressive move with firing his coach? Oh, 100%. It's not a huge surprise. 100%. And I think when you have a core as old as the San Jose Sharks, and, you know, I'm using that word old, I do understand, though, that they have talent. They have some great old players on their team. You have to make a move like this to spark those guys. You don't ha- really have time to to say something like, next year will be our year, you know? You can't waste that on this core. So they make the move. They hope it sparks the roster and and remember they are playing in the Pacific Division, a pretty bad division. Would you yeah. say? Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't say it's great. I mean, teams yeah, are mushed great. up there. You know, there's still a chance for these guys to get into the playoffs. I guarantee they're what maybe four points out of a playoff spot. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's well, they're two points behind the Canucks right now. There you go. So you know? it's it's not the end of the world for the San Jose Sharks. This is something that they'd they'd have to do. At this point, I mean, they've been mediocre. They have that old core. They got to spark it up. And I like the move. I don't mind it. If uh, if I'm a Sharks fan, this had to happen. Now, what I really like is how this was purely, yes, purely a hockey decision. I'm just sick and tired of hearing. (sighs) Well, they have to say that, man. I know. They have to say it now. What happened with Jim Montgomery two days before? Exactly. They got to say it. I know they got to say it. I'm just happy that it is actually because Pete DeBoer was doing a bad job at coaching this team and the team was mediocre. So, hey. I'm sure the dude will find his place again behind a bench, but it's not going to be in San Jose. Is he though, man? Like he's already been to the Devils. He's been in Florida. You know, these head ah, coaches. You know, they how get many recycled. Time, Yo, how many times can they get recycled though? Oh man, we're talking about who's the homie Tippett? Jeff Fisher. I used to call him the Jeff Fisher of the NHL. He got a job again. You know, it happens. It happens. Hey, the NHL is changing. There is a bit of a revolution happening, but it's not going to happen all at once, okay? These guys will still continue to get recycled. And Pete DeBoer, he's not the worst coach in the world. He has a pretty good record. Look at look at this, stats. He finishes his Sharks tenure with a combined 198, 129, and 34 records. So he wasn't the worst coach in the league, and he was only one of 11, 11 active coaches with 400 victories. So... Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, and fair enough. He made he made the playoffs in four straight seasons in San Jose. So boom, boom. there's that too. But I still think the Sharks' problems they extend far beyond the coach. They're an old team. They're not fast. They don't have good depth. Their defense, although they have Carlson and Burns, they give up a ton of chances. And their goaltending is one of the worst duos oh, yeah. in the league. Oh yeah, 
It's going to sink the Sharks unless Coach Jones Taylor, can magic turn it around. It's sink DeBoer. Yo, exactly. th- this dude had a horrible tandem. He had no chance. No chance. It, especially when your team is not playing that well. If the goalie doesn't doesn't bail you, bail you out every once in a while, and, and that would allow this team to pick up a couple more dubs, allow them to be a little bit more confident, maybe find that path to help them find their game. It, it's near impossible when the goaltending sucks. And their goaltending... I know where the show of the West Coast buys. Hey, North Vancouver's Martin Jones. We love you, buddy, but it's not working out in San Jose. I, his time's over there. It, it's coming to an end. I really do. If he can't, if he can't pick it up, he's done in San Jose somehow, some way. Somehow, some way, it's going to be a, a tough. You can't have two. I know he's still under term, but you can't have two years like this. Two years. That's a lot of time for a goaltender. He's either going to the AHL or he's getting cut or traded or something. Yeah, I'm so curious to see what the Sharks do with that because they are already right up against the cap. Like, what are you going to do if you bury Martin Jones in the AHL? You're going to save a million bucks on the cap and Just then great, you have, another, you, have another, you have another million and a half the bucks to spend. Goaltending you know? is so bizarre that there's, yeah, there's a really, really good chance, and this may not be saying much because Martin Jones has once again been bad, been horrible. There's a good chance that they could just find some guy on the street, aka waiver wire somewhere in the AHL that, that can put up Good numbers. Put up better numbers than Jones. Again, goaltending in the NHL. Bizarre. Bizarre. Bizarre position. It is a bizarre position, but yeah, the Sharks are, they're going to be in cap trouble for sure. There are not a lot of big contracts coming up the books. You have Joe Thornton and Melker Carlson making $2 million bucks a piece. They're the biggest among the forwards. You have Brendan Dillon making 3.2 on defense coming off. Surrey boy. What up? Yeah, shout out to Surrey, man. Brendan Dillon, just a solid dude. Oh, yeah. Best best defenseman in the league. But I mean, like, <laughs> how much? <laughs> Surrey, what's up? Wow, man. Straight out of Rudin to Newton, too, right? If hey, for those who know. Is that what for, they call it? Yeah, Rudin to Newton. You never heard that? What? It's a bit sarcastic. So for those who don't know Surrey, Newton's uh, a little bit greasy. Hey, man, I did some growing up in Newton. And you, you so did, did too. So did I. Yeah. It's greasy. Show love. <laughs> hey, Newton Wavepool, shout out to you. Um, what else do we got there? Not much. The Newton, the Newton, <laughs> the Newton bus exchange. Yeah, I love Lots that. Lots of interesting things happening there, man. Oh, yeah, straight up. Okay, Newton, we're, we're going to do it for you, okay? We're, we've said it many times. Yes, we're home of the West Coast bias. Yes, we're home of puck talk and bullshit. We're also home of putting Surrey on the map and making sure that place is a better place. Hey, true enough, man. I, I do live in South Surrey now. And Thank you beautiful. for calling it South Surrey, okay? It's beautiful. I thought you were going to be one of those dumbasses, I'll say it straight up, who say, oh, I'm from fucking White Rock. No, you from you from Surrey too, all right? No, man, it's it's definitely Surrey. I'm not going to lie about where I'm there from. There you Come go, on, man. baby. Come on. Let's go. Okay, continue. What's up? What's next? Well, I, I do want to mention, like, two coaches got fired. Let's I'll quickly mention Jim Montgomery. There's not much to oh. say. I mean, it was uh, kind of a hush-hush situation. He obviously did a no-no. I don't know if he, you know. Yeah, there's not much to say about this. I mean... It was hookers and blow, perhaps. That's kind of my guess, but <laughs> Yo, you, know, you never know. Again, we're throwing shit out there. It could be so many things. It could also be gambling. Who knows? You know, it... it oh, man. I, it's it's so bizarre seeing what's happening in the NHL right now. It's It just feels like there's not, there's not a week that goes by where something quote-unquote controversial comes up. And now, again, this wasn't a hockey matter. It was away from the rink, and it was serious enough to get him fired. Man, I don't know if if this is a good thing, if this is a great thing for the NHL, you know, getting getting rid of, you know, the bad. I guess it, it's part of the revolution. It's part of the change. But, man, I just wanted to stop because I just want people to focus on the game on the ice. Is that too much to ask for? Yes, because people are being fucking shitheads out there. And I get it. You got to get that shit out of here. But damn, 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 damn. 
Yeah, and, and even when the whole Bill Peters and Akima Lu thing came up, I did a quickie episode on it that it sucked because I'd rather just be talking about the game of hockey. I'd exactly. rather be talking about how much the San Jose Sharks suck or, or how good Quinn Hughes is. That was a couple quick episodes this week. Yeah, Those exactly. are fun to do. I don't really like doing episodes where it's political issues and you know drama yeah. about coaches who are, you know. Who knows, man? Like There could be so many things. Now, when they don't mention what what he did and for obvious reasons it, it just it opens the door for like so many so many things i mean what really happened we'll never know at the end of the day if you're a stars fan you just hope that your team who's been playing better hockey can can, can continue this because oh man man like that that'd be horrible for that fan base you know something random something away from the rank just ending their season yeah, it's uh, it's it's really a revolution in the NHL. Like we we haven't seen anything like this before. You know, it's I'm glad that there's, you know, all the bad things are happening behind closed doors. You know, they're they're coming to light, and it means less of it's going to happen. So that part's good. But at the end of the day, talking about all this bullshit, it gets tiring. This is this is your home puck talk and bullshit. But when we talk bullshit, I like to have fun with it, man. I like to talk about sniffing some ass. You Holy know? shit, dude! I don't like talking about that's all disgusting, these coaches. man. You are a dog, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, if you use that pickup line on a girl, if she's the right kind of girl, she's kind of quirky, she's <laughs> hey, going to like it, man. She's no, going to laugh. No, 100%. I'm down to meet a quirky girl, you know, that's, you know, just laughs at, you know, some weak jokes and, you know, she, she finds humor in life. I don't mind that. And, you know, that's that's how I got my wife and then she realized I wasn't very what? funny, but you she dropped was already... the You dropped a cheeky joke? Yeah. Probably... You, I think you've told this story, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I dropped tons of cheeky jokes, but she used to think they were funny when she first met me. Yeah, because she was And then she realized I wasn't very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I hope doesn't happen with you listeners that, here. You know what? Women shouldn't do that. You know, they shouldn't, you know, just because they think you're a handsome dude and they think you're kind of funny or, or kind of charming that they just laugh at your jokes. You can't, you can't lie to the person off the jump, you know? Then you bring those same jokes into the warehouse, into the lunchroom, and it's not working. Whose fault is that? The girls. It's not your fault. Yeah, true enough, man. It's, uh... Be honest. Yeah, you, you, you got to know your crowd, too. Like, some people just find jokes funny and others don't. Like, I, I remember I, I made one joke. You know, come on. This is not original joke, but, you know, the whole Booster Juice BJ thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to go hop across the street and get a BJ for lunch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Controversy dude. on Silky and Filthy. I love it, Enjoy man. Your I love BJ, it. man. Hey, but technically, it's, it's a Booster Juice. It's just an acronym. Yeah, yeah. It was, exactly. It's just cheeky, man. Come on. Cheeky, cheeky. Okay, continue. All right, man. Well, before we get to uh, the third tasty takeaway, man, I'm just going to preface it. It's crazy, man. We met the, we've interviewed the luckiest Oiler fan of all time, Patrick Olson, coming up later on this episode. But my second tasty takeaway, I want to get back to the Vancouver Canucks because something came out today. You know what? what the headline said? What? Jim Benning is looking for a top six winger. Kyle, are we going to see the return of Trader Jim? Scary oh, stuff, man. man. Nothing is more scarier than a general manager who's running an organization that is kind of in the middle of the pack. Seeing some positivity come through the ranks, through the system, jump the gun on trading assets. For what? To, to play in the first round of the NHL playoffs, just ride the course, bro. This dude traded a first-round pick already. I, I just think this article's a bunch of clickbait. It's not happening. There's no way. This guy already traded his biggest chip. Won't you, don't you think that the biggest chip in this organization that was available for trade? Because, like, guys, like, the core wasn't available for trade. How much, like, Paul Gozin, however you say the guy's name, that dude's not available for trade. It was a conditional first-round pick. It was a first-round pick down the road. They already got rid of that. Come on, chill out, chill. 
Well, the only trade chip you, you kind of think about, and it's probably not going to happen, is is one of the two goalies. Uh, Patrick Demko's gone downhill a bit. They seem like they want to keep Markstrom, but whoa, this, whoa, this whoa. Is gonna, now you're starting a lot of shit, bro. That's crazy. What do you mean? And do you think it's it's? I'm starting shit by saying they want to keep Markstrom. I think that Jim Benning came out in this article today and talked about how much you love Markstrom and how they're going to talk extension later in the season. Oh shit! I didn't read this article. Damn, dude, that's that's crazy talk. Well, they have don't they have Demko for another year anyway? Yeah, they have Demko for another year after oh, this yeah, year. Oh yeah, so um, and but I don't know if Markstrom's going to be down for that. Depends how much money they're going to give him. It's just, it, yo, this is Markstrom's last time to get paid. Real talk, it really is. Well, and it looks like Jim Benning wants to sign him. So in this article, you know, he was asked, you know, do you want to keep Markstrom? And he straight up said, "I'll use my Jim Benning." What boys. else is he gonna say, man? Exactly. There's, come on. I, I think that he. Um, don't get me wrong. I do think that they enjoy Markstrom. They want to keep him around, but it's going to be. I. I mean, this whole ah. thing about what's Jim Benning going to say, dude, this guy's the most honest guy of all time. I think <laughs> if he didn't mean it and he was actually thinking of getting rid of Markstrom, you'd probably no, get some kind of hit in there. No, Jim Benning's nah, not no Mr. Chance, Suave. No like, chance, I'm going to hide behind no the camera. Chance, no Come chance. on, man. I don't... We've listened to Jim Benning on the microphone I know, for over five fucking I know. years. He's a very honest person. <laughs> Sometimes he said he's too honest. Real talk. This is going to be interesting. I don't think any of those goaltenders are getting traded this season. I don't. I, are they assets? Like, what else did they got? Jake Vertanen is not bringing you top six talent. Troy Stetcher is not bringing you top six talent. You know, even if you trade those guys to make to make room for someone else, that's someone else coming in. How much better are they than a guy like Tanner Pearson? Than a you know a guy like Josh Levo, a Goldobin, a Berchi? Ah, man, nah, man, it's not gonna happen. If this guy is actually gonna make a trade for a top six forward, a real one, a legit one. I would be very scared if you're a Canucks fan. Very, very scared. Yeah, this this headline scared me for sure because I I, I just don't see how it's going to happen. He's already turned over a third of this roster coming into this season, you know? A couple yeah. of the guys on defense. Just ride the course. Chill out, bro. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it. Like, Pearson and Levo don't scream top six winger. They really don't. Michael Furland hasn't panned out. JT Miller, he cemented himself as, as a top-line player. So yeah, there's a, there's a gap there, but exactly with the way with how tight they are against the cap, it has to come from within at least for this season. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no other 100%, choice. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They're already going to be over the cap. Hundred percent. Right now, you look at this team. They have, <laughs> <laughs> they have. Oh my god, what they have the no hell? cap space. Thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> they have a Toyota Corolla for cap space right now. Yeah, man. Oh my god. I couldn't even sell two of my Master 3s for $30,000, hey, man, man. Unbelievable. Damn, damn, damn. So I, I don't know, man. There's just too much going on this season with, with that. I mean, there's, you know, Berchi in the minors. That's a couple million against the cap. Wong was another $3 million. Spooner's another million for the next two seasons. Like, you have $6 million in buried money, you know, or bought out money. It's crazy. This team, they're kind of hamstrung right now. I think they got, they just got to ride the wave. I don't want to see any more articles, Ian McIntyre, about Jim Benning looking for a top six winger. I'm done with it. Yeah. I'm done. 100%. With that being said, we're moving to the third tasty takeaway, man. The luckiest Oiler fan of all time. Let, let's set this straight. This guy, during the last nine years, saw 39 straight Edmonton Oilers wins. Mm -hmm. And we talked to him about verifying it. This, guy, this guy's telling the truth. He named a, a Columbus Blue Jackets game from like five years ago as one of the wins. So we're, it's, a, it's a pretty awesome interview, an awesome story. Daryl Katz, Edmonton Oilers owner. Go get this guy some tickets. Oh, 100%. This guy's the luckiest Oilers fan out there. If anyone in the organization is listening to this, go find this guy. 
give this guy some tickets, okay? I'm not an Oilers fan, but I'm an advocate for a hardworking Canadian spending his dollars on watching a team in which, you know, look at the last 10 years where he's spending this money on. He, he watched some bad hockey. He watched some bad hockey team, uh, a bad hockey team, uh, ironically win some games. 39 straight wins at one point. That That's remarkable, man. He's, he, never, he never let go of the faith. And he even said that he just went to have a good time. Give this guy more tickets. Find out a way to get this guy in the arena. What's the dude's name again? Patrick Olson. Patrick Olson. Get Patrick Olson some tickets, okay? As of today, he's what? 39, 1 and 1. Or 39, 1 and 2. No, 39, 39 1 and 1. 1, and one. Yeah. 39, 39, 1 and 1 when attending Oilers games, okay? Give this guy some more free tickets, some free beer. He's a good luck charm. He's a good dude. He's spending some money on those tickets. 39, 1 and 1. Let's cut to the interview with Patrick. Yes, Patrick Olson. All right, joining us today on the Silky and Filthy podcast, he's a former writer for SB Nation, Oilers site, Copper and Blue, but most importantly, he is the luckiest Edmonton Oilers fan of the century. He is Patrick Olson. Patrick, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, let's get right to it. So you, you had a tweet that went out a couple of weeks ago. It says, the streak is over, 39-0-1. And you retweeted it saying you've lived here for five, for nine years, going to five-ish games a year, seeing 39 straight wins for a team that <laughs> missed the playoffs in all but one of those seasons. Patrick, are you the luckiest guy living in Alberta? It sure seems like, like it when it comes to those uh, Oilers wins that were few and far between. But it's, yeah, it's when it's a couple games a year, you don't realize it that much until it all adds up. And it's, yeah, it's 39. Well, that is incredible, man. You are you are someone who deserves season tickets. From, from, what, what's the dude's name? Daryl Cates? That's the owner? Oh, Daryl Cates, yeah. 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 <laughs> he needs to give you tickets, man. This is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. We're talking about an Oilers team that, yeah, for lack of a better word, has sucked over the past decade, yet you've seen uh, up until, what, that tweet, 39 straight wins. Remarkable. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe that other than sheer luck. I wasn't picking my games or anything either. And what ended it was uh, the first regulation loss I saw was the Ottawa Senators on the back half of a back-to-back. Out of all teams, eh? The Ottawa Senators <laughs> down you, man. That's that's unbelievable. So w when did you start realizing that you were pretty lucky at Oilers games? Like, obviously, you go, you see a few wins. When did it start hitting you? Like, holy shit. Like, I've seen them win every game that I've been to. It was actually this year. I saw somebody tweet that they've been to every win this year or something, and it was four or five of them early in the season. And then I realized I'd never been to a loss, so me and my buddy went back, and we counted up all the games we went to, and it was 39. <laughs> so it was man. So incredible. That's, that's Okay, that's insane, man. So, I mean, <laughs> that's what, crazy. What, what do you have to say to the haters who, who like, just don't believe you? Like, so you, you said you went back and you actually checked all the games you've been to. So, like, yeah. if, if people were to be like, I don't believe you, come, show me the proof, like, you, you'd actually be able to, to tell them all the games you went to. I would if I had the schedule again and looked it down, yeah. That's incredible. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story now because I'm, I'm actually really jealous. I've spent over $5,000 to watch three Green Bay Packers games, five grand, to watch three games, and I've never seen a win. So, oh, that's bad. yeah. But Think I've about heard that. Going to an NFL game. I've heard going to an NFL game is worth it anyway because it's fantastic. Yeah, the first time you want to see dubs after. <laughs> Come on, man. The, fir the first time I True watched enough. the Packers, I spent almost two grand. It was the first time I went, so we bought some really nice tickets. We're talking about 
you know, the, the greatest stadium in North American sports. Tickets are expensive. I saw these guys get shut out in a football game, bro. So, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. jealous. I'm jealous, bro. Yeah, we should have given you some luck on that one. Yeah, straight up. Could have taken a few of my Oiler wins, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> my other question is, like, has, have the Oilers even had 39 home wins over the past nine years? Like, they Come haven't on. won a lot of hockey games. I don't think that's uh, that's a secret. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I do. well, we're talking nine years, so. <laughs> yeah. All we have to do is four each, does it? <laughs> <laughs> And you were at all four of those home wins every year, man. 100% winning streak. Unbelievable stuff, Patrick. I, I want to ask you, what are some of the, the most memorable games you've gone to in your unbelievable 39-game winning streak? Uh, memorable or like I was, I'll be honest, I don't really remember the end of them too much. Hey, okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But I would go with uh, last year, or no, it was two years ago now, February 22nd, I believe, against the Avalanche. Went to overtime. Game five against San Jose. Also an overtime win. That was good. And 2013, it was a Columbus shootout win. Meaningless game, but it was a fun one as well. Yeah, this guy, this guy's not lying. I'm telling you. He went back six years to talk about a Columbus Blue Jackets game. I'm telling you, the dude is <laughs> not lying. Give this guy free tickets, okay? The Oilers are having a good year this season. We may see some playoffs in Edmonton. If the owner's listening to this, the GM or someone in the organization, give this dude some free tickets, some free beer. Man, you're you're the lucky charm, man. I'm telling you, remarkable. Yeah, free beer would be more than appreciated because uh, that's a lot more expensive than a ticket these days. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable stuff, man. So I I guess you go to you say you go to consistently to five home games a year. Um, did did it matter to you too much? Like, did you think about not going when when they were a really bad team, or are you just one of those fans that you're just gonna go and have a good time no matter what? Yeah, go and have a good time like i said i didn't even realize the streak until this year and i've only been to three games and we lost two of them so no i'm not i've never been picking my games for that well we're gonna we're gonna edit that part out so we can get you some free tickets patrick but uh <laughs> we, we appreciate your honesty there um I, I i gotta ask you so again you go to about five games a year when you started noticing your win streak this year did it cross your mind to start going to more games uh it crossed my mind yeah but no i haven't i haven't gone out of my way to go to any more this year although three i guess before december was yeah i guess i'm going to a little more this year but it's subconscious oh you're going to the rest of them trust me we're making it happen this is going viral <laughs> i'm telling you you know when you make that tweet when you when you shoot out your record next time put the hashtag in there bro think about it man throw the oilers hashtag in there you never know what's going to happen sure enough oh man this guy's not looking for the clout though he's just a very humble person <laughs> Humble guy, man. So how about I ask you a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers this season? Obviously, they've they've kind of surprised some people around the league with their success. H have you been surprised that the Oilers have been leading that division for practically the whole season? I've been surprised at how bad the rest of that division has been, as I'm sure I'm sure you guys felt the same way. Oh, I like it. That brings the fire, yourself. man. It is great, but no, that is surprising. Uh, I was also surprised by Tippett. I thought he was another overrated dinosaur, but he's... Uh, He's got a good system. I like his forecheck, and it's not focused on volume shooting, so that's really appreciated. But the roster is still the roster, so we, when we start losing a few games in a row, there's always that feeling of here we go again. Yeah, that's fair enough. And what do you think about the impact of McDavid and Drysdale? Obviously, they they look like the two best players in the league right now. Do you think that they could, you know, single-handedly carry the Oilers on a playoff run? Well, they seem to be playing half the game, so it's it's possible. <laughs> Like I said, the rest of the division isn't very good. So it's, I, th I think it could happen. 500 the rest of the way might do it. 
Yeah, you're right about that. And I, like you said, the division right now, e- even the West in general, there's so much parity in the NHL right now. It seems like anybody could come out on top. Even looking at this Vancouver Canucks team, they're six points away from first place where your Edmonton Oilers are right now. And they're four points away yep. from being the second worst team in the West. It's, 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 an, <laughs> it's insane parity right now. So I don't know, man. Like these Oilers... You say they go 500 the rest, the rest of the way, they make the playoffs. Do you see this team dropping off at all? Like, Do you think it's sustainable that, that McDavid and Drossel just keep doing this? Oh, it's the Oilers. They can definitely drop off. There's no question about that. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I, I, don't think the, I don't think both Connor and Leon are going to have 140 points. I'd love if they did, but I think they'll drop off a little bit just based on that. I think they can get to that, man. I, the way that they're playing in how the game is changing and just how good Connor McDavid is. The dude is incredible. Nothing to take away from, from Leon over there. Uh, this, this may be a dumb question, but being from Vancouver, not, you know, I got to see the Crosby's, the Ovechkin's that that's my era. I never got to see the Gretzky's is McDavid the best thing to the NHL since Wayne Gretzky. I, I think so. Yes. But also I didn't see much Gretzky because I'm not old enough. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> not quite not quite 30 here, so I missed all that era. Well, also I was just assuming up. as an Oilers fan, you just like watch Gretzky highlights all the time, you know? Live live in and the past. Not so much. Forsberg was my guy. And Ooh. I think that's the closest comparison. Ooh. Peter Forsberg, a guy that gets compared a lot to Elias Pettersson here in Vancouver. I like it. I like the comparison. I like it a little bit better for Elias, obviously. But, you know, we're, we're a couple biased Vancouver fans over here. It's just the way it goes. For sure, but Elias is fantastic as well. That he is, Patrick. That he is. Okay, when you when you think about the Oilers, the possibility of making the playoffs, is there an opponent that you'd like to see in, in round one, either for from a rivalry standpoint or just uh, you think you might beat them? Oh, yeah, Calgary on both counts. Ooh, yeah. I like it, man. Yeah. This guy embraces it. That's what that's what it takes, man. Oh, man, that'd be that'd be intense. That'd be fun. Yeah. That, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be a great series there. I, I agree with you 100% there. Um, I'm going to ask you this, Patrick. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, what ha- have you liked the most about them other than Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl? Uh Ethan Bear has been fantastic. He came out of nowhere and he's turned into a modern shutdown defender, and, which is odd because a couple of years ago he was more of an offensive guy. He couldn't do any defense. Yeah. Now he's completely changed that and he's, he's tremendous. Yeah, it's been a surprise for him for sure. 21 minutes a night, 22 years old. Um, he's a guy that when I watched him play, I was hoping he, like, well, I guess not hoping because I'm not a fan of the Oilers per se, but he looked like a guy who could be like a Ben Hutton. You know, he had some offensive skills, but needed to clean up in his own end. But he has looked a lot better this year. I agree with you there, Patrick. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you one more question. I know you said you're 1-1-1 one, one, and one this season. Um, I know the streak's over. Uh, if we can't get you free tickets, are you still planning on going to more Oilers games? Oh, of course I'll go to more of these games. You got to go, man. You're the luckiest guy in Edmonton. Oh, thank you very much. I I would like to see some more uh, playoff wins, though. That's that's number one. Go for those tickets. Oh, we're we're sending you to every single playoff game. I'm telling you, I'm putting that out in the universe. Okay, it's happening. You're the you're the good luck charm. Someone with that record. I mean, he spent a lot of money to go to those games too. I think that they could afford to let this guy to go to let let, let this guy go to every single Oilers game the rest of the way out. Why not, man? Do it, do it for the people. And the people in Edmonton, they've stuck it out for a long time. This guy deserves it, man. This guy deserves it. That would be great. greatly appreciated. 
Yeah, there you go. You suffered through, well, I mean, Edmonton suffered through a lot of win, oh, a losing hockey. You haven't really suffered that when you've been going to the games, but uh, Patrick, I just wish you all the best. Keep up that good luck, man, because, you know, when you're a hockey fan and you go to that many games and you see your team win, you just got to ride the wave, man. So, so all the best to you. Hope you enjoy some more Oilers games in the future. Uh, we appreciate you coming on Silky and Filthy, and man, go get yourself some more tickets, man. Seriously. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Good luck the rest of the way. All right. You as well, man. All right, all right, all right. Welcome all you Silky Studs back to Silky and Filthy. That was Patrick Olson. Shout out to him for joining us to tell him his story, his unbelievable story. It's it's frankly an unbelievable story. Oh, 39 yeah. straight wins. Man, this guy, why isn't he at every Oilers game? Why does why don't the Oilers have this guy as their fucking mascot? Just chugging <laughs> beers on the Jumbotron. This is what needs to happen at Edmonton, guys. It's a winning season. No one's yes. expecting this out of you guys. Yes. If it starts to go downhill, yes. this guy needs to be at every damn Make game. Make him the mascot. Why not? Why not? That'd be cool. That'd be different. A human being being a fucking mascot. Why not? Change it up. It's going to be 2020 soon. I I'm down to see the improbable. And once again, this guy's winning a lot of games. A lot of games. 39-1-1 when he's in the arena. At least give the dude free beer. If he's buying a ticket, give this guy free beer. Why not? Do something for the dude. No, it has to happen Watched for sure. Watched a whole bunch of Oilers games. Prior to this season and that one time that made the playoffs, he was spending money. That's crazy. And winning when he went to watch a bad hockey team. To watch Linus Omark. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of bad Oilers hockey there in the early 2000s, man. Like, just... It's, a, it's an unbelievable run. Like, to think about how many wins he's seen... In that time, like it, it actually blew me away. And, and you know, we've had Patrick Olson on before. You know, he's he's a good guy. He's he, he cuts to the chase, man. And you know what? It's some people aren't going to believe him. Obviously, it's it's an unbelievable stat. But um, yeah, it's it's just an, an incredible run. They, look at it this way: over the past ten seasons, the Oilers have a .453 winning percentage. That's second worst over the decade, only behind the Arizona Coyotes. Like. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's unbelievable, man. This guy's and this guy's shooting at above like ninety percent winning. Obviously, it's it's just incredible, man. Get incredible. him some tickets. Get him some tickets. Now let's talk about the Oilers a bit too, man, because I think the Oilers have surprised a lot of people this season. You know, I had it wrong in my predictions last year. I predicted that the Oilers were going to make the playoffs. I thought they were going to bounce back in 2018-19 from their bad season the year previous, and they sucked last year. And this year, I doubted them. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one. I think lots of people were doubting the Oilers. Their roster is trash outside of McDavid and Drysaddle. But somehow, somehow they're getting it done. Kyle, do you buy do you, do you buy this Oilers team being a team that can make a run in the playoffs? I, you know what? They got your favorite anything coach of all time. Anything is possible if Leon and Connor are doing their thing now in the past we've seen teams that lack depth they can't really do anything in the playoffs those teams you know what else they lacked Connor mcdavid yeah exactly that guy is an absolute miracle worker he, yo that's what he may be we've seen remarkable things in the past with sports we've seen one man armies you know win around why not why not it be Connor mcdavid 
the best hockey player since Gretzky. It's what? it's it's surprising to me. Don't get me wrong on how on how consistent they've been throughout the year. Again, they play in a weak division, but they've been able to separate themselves from the rest of the pack. Will they have a deep playoff run? I don't know about that, but I could see them in that weak division, led by once again the best player since Gretzky went around. Why not? Well, and Patrick mentioned it too. We we kind of asked him about the success of McDavid and Drysdale. He said, I, "I don't think they're gonna keep this up and hit 140 points." I kind of think they could. <laughs> not, not only do I think they could, I'd be willing to bet money that one of them's hitting 140. Me too. Because right now they are on pace for 140, and you, you wonder. And, and they've sl- and this is when they slow down. Like I think they've had maybe combined nine points in the last two weeks. I'm not sure how many games they played, but I'm pretty sure when I went to Calgary, they both hit 50, and that was two week two weeks ago. So collectively they've they've kind of slowed down but we've seen what they can do in a 25 game stretch who who's to say that they can't do it again yeah i'm saying and then they got to add a couple more points at the end yeah i could see one of those guys get 140 points it would be great for the league and once again it's Connor mcdavid anything yes anything is possible look we saw nikita kucherov hit 128 points last yes that in itself was incredible and Connor mcdavid is twice as good I'll say it. Fair enough. He is. Yeah, well, you're right. He's he's a more dynamic player than Kucherov. And that's saying a lot. Kucherov's got a ton of skill. But everything kind of seemed to go right for Kucherov last year. This year in Edmonton, like, what we're seeing from McDavid and Drysaddle, it is extraordinary, but I don't see why they couldn't keep it up. The one thing you worry about is fatigue. They're playing, you know, 23 minutes a night. That's a lot. That's a lot for forwards to be playing. But they're also in their early 20s. They're young guys. They're young guys in this league. Their bodies aren't broken down by injuries. They're not broken down by, you know, consecutive years of playoff hockey. And these guys are hungry to win. McDavid's been on a losing team pretty much his whole fucking career. And he's one of the best players in the game. Why can't he hit 140 points? I think it's going to happen. Connor McDavid. You know, there's always... Man, we talk about this so much. I feel like we talk about Connor McDavid more than any any. He's player. worth talking about, he man. He is worth talking about. He is worth talking about the league needs to somehow find a way to make this dude or the oilers more marketable you know what i do you know we're watching wednesday night hockey right now and it's a good matchup you know colorado philadelphia yeah you got mckinnon blah 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 i don't even know if the oilers are playing tonight i don't think they are if they ever are playing on a wednesday though i think it should be a a mainstay Connor mcdavid needs to play on national tv in the states every wednesday since they do this thing in my opinion that's how good he is okay so we're going to talk about mcdavid i know this show's based out of burnaby british columbia and you know that that may not go over well with the demographic here but hey we got to put the guy on mcdavid we talk about that second tier in the league the matthews whomever the mckinnons the third tier the shifleys blah 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 Connor mcdavid is way 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 better than the second best player in the league Whoever that second best player is. It's his teammate. It's Leon Dreisaitl. Fair enough. <laughs> it could be McKinnon. It could be Austin Matthews. Hey. <laughs> Matthews is outside of the top it, 10. You think so? Yeah. I, That's I'm, my opinion. He's a great player. I just don't think he's done enough to be like, holy crap, this guy is, is you know, a top player. 10 player in, in the game. Right? Fair, fair enough. Fair player. enough. Okay. He's just way better than the rest of them. Way, way better. I like it's how not ta- even fair. I like how you talked about marquee matchups. You know, one of the reasons that the Canucks aren't playing the Leafs at their the least favorite 4 p.m. time on a Saturday is because they wanted to see, you know, Austin Matthews versus Connor McDavid. And to be fair, that's a, that's a great matchup. Mm-hmm. I would love to see two teams. I think I would love to see Colorado, uh, Colorado Edmonton play in prime time is a Colorado, you know, the whole, um, yeah. Rantanen McKinnon versus dry McDavid. I think it's a great matchup. Great. Theater. Oh, for a playoff matchup. 
Well, yes, in a playoff matchup, but also just to, as a prime, in a primetime slot. Like you're talking about putting him on on the stage in the U.S. in these Wednesday night primetime games. That's one way to get McDavid on. Like, why don't you put him against one of the best teams in the West? Try to make that a thing, and maybe at least once a season, twice a season. Um, and there's other teams too, man. Like Vegas is one of the best teams in the league. They're one of the most exciting teams in the West. That's another team that they always could play in primetime too, man. Why not? A hundred percent. Damn, we're really we're really being nice to the Oilers here. What what has happened? Are they proving us wrong? I'll ask you this question. We've talked about the the potential of a run. Let's just get cut right to the chase. Are the Oilers making the playoffs? I'm gonna go with no. Me too. I'm gonna go with no. Oh, team, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm saying that. Prove me wrong. Continue to prove me wrong. It is possible. It is possible. But right now, what I'm seeing is kind of too good to be true. Oh man, I can't. I can't their put my money all, on it yet. Their team also blows. You know, there's. <laughs> Yo, I look. They're better than last season, but they have to be a lot better to make the playoffs. Yeah, the fancy stats are not working in their favor. But once again, McDavid and Drysaddle are. I'm saying no. Anything is possible, especially with those two. Who see? Who knows? Who knows? I, I'm also not sure how long Miko Koskinen is going to go on a great run. Dude, for. the guy let in the worst goal ever yesterday. That yeah, was he so was funny. Not good at all against. That Carolina was so last funny. Night. Dougie Hamilton, shout out to you. Shout out to museum. Shout out to books. Shout out. To <laughs> Straight up, shout out to books. Oh, you're and um, man. he let in. Well, he scored one of the nicest goals. He he faked the dump in and took a slap shot right towards the net, and it worked at the halfway point of the the rink. And it was nice. Koskinen, number nineteen, awkward number for a goaltender. But hey, live your life. Do better in net, obviously. And yeah, that could be the Achilles heel for, for the Oilers. It could be, man. I think special teams has been one of the reasons why they've been so good. But at even strength, they're one of the worst teams in hockey. And when you're one of the worst teams in hockey at even strength, your goaltending absolutely needs to bail you out. And I just mm-hmm. don't know how that's going to keep up at Edmonton. You, you heard Patrick talk about Ethan Bears, you know, that shutdown defenseman that kind of came out of nowhere. And that's great and all. But here are the facts. The Oilers have allowed the fourth most scoring chances against in the league. At even strength. That's a bad stat. And you know what? <laughs> they're even worse when McDavid and Drysaddle aren't on the ice. Without those two, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Hands down. Oh, I don't know. A, I don't know. Without those two, those guys have 10 points this season. <laughs> they're worse than Detroit. <laughs> Yo, 100%, bro. Yeah. That That's... Yeah, it may surprise you how highly we're talking about the Oilers. And yes, we said that they're not making the playoffs. But I think that's a little bit of a, of a fucking British Columbian bias going on there. What these two are doing, it's 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 remarkable, man. We I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this. No, I haven't. I mean, to be honest, and this is gonna this might piss off the British Columbia listeners, but I kinda I want to see the Oilers in the playoffs. Well, I do. now we're just going everywhere, man. We're saying so many things. I'm gonna ask you again. Are the Oilers making the playoffs? Throw away the bias. There's two look different look at the lead. Kyle. Look at who where they're playing. Kyle, there's two different things at play, two different questions. Okay. Do I think they're gonna make the playoffs? No. Do I want to see them in the playoffs? Fuck yeah, I Damn. do. Damn. Damn, that's... I'd love to see so him there's no bias. The there's no bias. There is no bias. You exactly. want to see him in there. You just don't yeah. think they are. Damn, incredible. Damn. Yeah, okay. No, no hate. No hate. All right. Depends if they play in the playoffs. They're getting better. I like it. You know, I look at some of these teams. I don't, I don't buy the Sharks, Ducks, or Kings. I also said five teams in the Pacific were going to make the playoffs yeah. at the beginning of the season. That was, a, that was a bit of a bold take. But honestly, the Canucks... And, I think the Canucks are better than the Oilers when I watch these two teams Whoa. play. Oh, to be honest, and that's not, and that's oh, not saying man. the Canucks are a crazy good team or anything. They're like an they're they're mediocre, man. They're like an you're upper one of those guys who think the Canucks are at the same level as the Leafs, don't you? No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> come on, man, come on. Again, I know what you're saying. You're looking at the roster comparisons, and it's, it's not a stretch to say that. 
yeah, the Canucks on paper are a better team than the Oilers because <laughs> that just speaks for what the Oilers have around Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. So I get the point, but it's hard for me to compare the team in Vancouver to any team above them or teams that have made playoffs in years past because I don't see... I don't see where I can make that statement. They have to they have to prove themselves still, man. It's all about pro- progression, man. People in the city crazy, man. They crazy. Crazy. Expectations yeah. through the roof, man. I I know for sure if this team makes the playoffs or is close to making the playoffs around that type of April, people and, and rightfully so. I mean, you're a fan. You should you should you should hope for the best. But legitimately, people are going to think that this team is going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm sure there's a few people in the city <laughs> yeah. that already think that, man. Yeah. But uh, we'll pump the brakes a little bit on there, yo. Let's. Uh, we we've talked to a lot of West Coast on this episode. That's perfect, man. That's what we want to do. We Why do. don't we end it on a little bit of beauty of the week, man? I, I got one in mind. You oh. might have heard of him before. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Beauty of the week. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Professional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable. That's more like it. All right, the beauty of the week on this episode of Silky and Filthy. It's Patrick Olson, man. Come on. 39 <laughs> straight wins. This story is incredible. You make every fan. Every fan jealous, envy you. absolutely exactly. jealous. That's ex- this is what you dream of as a fan. How do you go to thirty nine straight games and not see a loss, especially when you cheer for a team like the Edmonton Oilers? I don't even know. That's yo. This dude should be should be buying lottery tickets. He's he's damn lucky. He really is. He really is, and he sounds like a nice dude. Wish nothing but the best for any of our listeners this holiday season. But for that guy, that dude's winning the lottery or something, man. Incredible. That's an incredible number. Thirty nine is a is a big number. Yeah, here's hoping, Patrick, that you don't see 39 straight losses while the Oilers make the playoffs for the next nine years because, you know, people's luck does run out eventually. And you saw his first loss this season. You know, it was probably a humbling experience. Mm -hmm. But Patrick, man, you rode the wave for a long time. We appreciate you coming on Silky and Filthy. And you make, again, you make every fan envy you. And that's something to be proud of. Do we have no hockey player to talk about? Is this this the the happenings uh, of the result from... So much bullshit happening in the league that's kind of blocking our attention from the product on the ice. Is that how bad we are at our jobs? Like, what's going on? There's no NHL player that deserves beauty of the week? Well, I had one guy in mind. Okay, say it. We talked about him a lot. Okay. I've talked about him a lot. Okay. On the quickie. Okay. It's Quinn Hughes, man. Oh, yeah. Incredible. And we talked about him a ton. That's why I'm like, do I want to go with Quinn Hughes? Uh, Let's do it for the city of Vancouver. Let's keep talking about those Canucks. Why not? You got a problem with it? You know, we do a pretty damn good job on this show not talking a lot of Canucks you know if this is the first episode that you know 64% of the episode is on that team in Vancouver so be it yeah. it's a good subject okay let me ask you this if if Kale McCarr isn't in the league how much more attention does Quinn Hughes get oh it's tenfold he's getting a, he's getting a lot more attention I read an article today from the Athletic uh, I was comparing the core of the best the micro core of the best center defenseman and goalie from every team and the, the writer mentioned that he picked Quinn Hughes for the Canucks based on potential, but not because he was the best defenseman on the Canucks right now. I was like, what? He's the best you, player? You've, no, he, he actually, he physically meant that Quinn Hughes, he thought that Quinn Hughes wasn't the best defenseman on the Canucks. Now, oh, in shit. fairness, okay, okay. this is a national NHL reporter. 
but it kind of plays in. Who did he say? Tyler Myers? Edler? He didn't say anybody. He said Quinn oh. Hughes might not be the best defenseman on the Canucks right oh, now, what? but he will be down the road. No. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's the best defenseman on the Canucks right now. And it's not even close. It's not even close. Yo, I wrote in the bio of your last episode on Quinn Hughes on the quickie. I wrote, you know, Travis Green has made his decision. And I think we saw it yesterday. You know, Quinn Hughes, he was on the ice for three of the Toronto goals. And I will say, I said it on last night's episode of Sipping on a 40. The last goal that Tavares scored. Yeah, that's a lot of that does hang on Quinn Hughes. It, it really does. It he looked He looked lost on that play. But throughout that whole game, he was being displayed to the whole world. And... Outside of those three goals against, which which once again are our big parts of the game, he was so good, bro. He was so yeah. good. He was confident. First year in the league. This is insane. I see you looking at some fancy stats. What what what, what do these stats say right here, man? Well, I want to get the latest stats because Quinn Hughes for a while had one of the best Corsi percentages among all defensemen in the league, and and I get that he's playing. Um, you know, he's playing a lot of offensive zone starts, and my whole argument was. When the other Canucks four defensemen are on the ice right now, which is Tanev, Ben, Stetcher, and Fandenberg, Canucks are giving up a ton of chances, man. They're giving up a lot of shots right now. Like, they just don't have a plan for life without Alex Edler. Mm-hmm. Not to say Alex Edler is this crazy defensive stalwart. He's a good hockey player, but he's not He's not a savior. It's not Quinn Hughes, bro. Quinn Hughes is acting like a savior. You mentioned that he made a mistake on that goal last night, yeah, and I agree. Bad but, mistake. But for the most part, his size isn't affecting oh, his yeah. play. He's so quick and he's so good positionally. If he gets his stick in there and gets the puck off your stick, chances are he's already skidding up halfway up the ice and you have your pants on your ankles. Yeah, you make mistakes against Toronto as a rookie defenseman because you're playing Toronto. <laughs> you know, they have some star power up front. It's going to happen. Everything outside of that moment, once again, displayed that Quinn Hughes is is remarkable and we've seen him the whole year. People in Vancouver have never seen a defenseman like that. You know, you could say that the league has barely seen a defenseman like that. And it's not to say that Quinn Hughes is going to be the best defenseman of all time. He's just a unique breed. Yeah, the way he plays in the offensive zone is is very unique in terms of the way he, he's all over the zone. He's in all four corners. He, there was one play against Toronto last night in the third where he, he was skating with his head up, up the ice, looking for the pass, couldn't find it, skated right into the net, and he tried to roof a top corner. And I was thinking, it's a low percentage shot, but he, he had a good crack at it. And can you imagine if he scored that goal? End to end, pretty much, people would have lost their shit. And he's oh, going to yeah. score some of those goals in his career, and people are going to lose their shit. It might oh, yeah. take, he's had a lot of good plays. He's going to get better. But he, you're right. He's going to have some just extraordinary plays at some point where the league's going to go, holy shit. I think Quinn Hughes is such a gamer that he seems very humble as well. He doesn't seem like he has a big ego. Now, he. He does look confident out there, but he does look like a dude who's going to learn so much after this season and come back even better year after year. Now, we are seeing some struggle in Buffalo with Rasmus Dahlin. I just learned that last week, haven't been watching that much hockey. It could happen with Quinn. That that Those things happen to defense. But, but what we're seeing right now through, what, 30, 31 games is... You know, we're talking about a season from a rookie defenseman that you really haven't seen from 10 defensemen in the, the whole history of the NHL. When it comes to once again rookie defenseman, he's done, he's done amazing. Yeah, an incredible hockey player. We're gonna talk about him a lot more. All the league the, should. The league should really talk about him a lot. And you know, okay, it's our job to get him there, man. Let's, we're gonna to keep talking there. about him on the Nux Misconduct Network. You talked about him on Sipping on a Forty. Mm. I talked about him oh, on the Quickie. Shit. It's one of those. And we're talking about him on Silky and Filthy right now. Okay, okay. I want to do something before we leave because I, I I heard the tone of your voice. All right. And I, and I understood that it was the conclusion of the show coming up. But first, we opened the episode with some punk music talk. 
All right. And I kind of want to end it off with that because punk music or punk pop as that dude who came into the studio. I don't even know the dude's name. I don't know his band's name or nothing. Okay. He brought up the genre, made me think about my past, early 2000s, man, punk pop was big. Now in the background right now. I mean, that's, that's just We have pop. Nelly Furtado, yeah. okay? And it's- But it's great pop. It's, yeah. it's just Love great it. music, okay? So we're going to put that in the back. West Coast Bias. Name me the top five punk pop songs. What would you define as punk pop even? Like, I'm kinda, like Fall Out Boy, you know, Panic at oh, the Disco, okay. yeah, you know. Right. I do think that's kind of poppy punk music. Okay, yeah, that's, so? that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, off the top of my head, yeah, let's go a little- uh, a little. Let's go back and forth. I'm going to go- um, oh, I'm trying to think of something that isn't Fall of the Boy or Panic at the Disco. Oh, how about Welcome to the Black Parade, My Chemical Romance. Okay, classic, classic song. I would say Dance Dance, Fall Out Boy. Great. I, I got to go with I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. That's just uh, a great damn, song. We're making Panic it easy. Uh, I know, but about, it's so good. Um, punk pop. <laughs> you know what? These guys are not punk pop, but how about like some simple plan? You might as well give some- Get some shout I'm out to sorry, Canada. I, I can't be perfect. perfect. Okay. Dun, 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 okay. Dun, so you're going to simple plan. I'll, okay. I'll end with number five. How about Good Charlotte, man? How, a little, oh. a little uh, This is the Anthem. Oh, that was a great song, but I forgot how it went. This is the Anthem. I want to be just like you. Oh, how, shit, how, man. How about, uh, you okay. Know, okay. Bonus one, Girls and Boys by Good Charlotte. That was like the classic like elementary school song. Girls don't like boys. Girls <laughs> like cars and money. Holy shit, dude. I remember that song. Nostalgia, man. Whenever you talk about the punk pop genre, and I'm sorry for anyone that is listening to this and, you know, are just like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? It's not punk pop. It's just punk. Blah, blah, blah. Yo, that shit was all over the radio. And what is pop music? All right. There's this fucking narrative that pop music is just bad music or just cheesy music. Nope. Pop stands for popular. Fair enough. In the yeah. music world. And that music at the time was hella popular. I'm curious to see what Panic at the Disco can do for the quote unquote culture to the kids. You see all these apps. Who knows, man? Maybe punk pop makes its return. 2020, a new decade's coming up, man. Holy we're gonna see shit. some we're gonna, we're History gonna see does some, repeat itself. So we're gonna see some new music trends for sure in the new decade, man. And maybe that's it. Maybe you are onto something, Kyle. You genius, man. You genius. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, man. Let's get out of here. You you go you go pick up some girls with your dog. You go sniff some butts, and we will see you filthy pastors <laughs> next time. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, pfft. come on, yo. Subscribe to the network. All right, wherever you listen to podcasts, the Nux Misconduct Network. We gotta be doing this more, okay, Trevor? People gotta, we, people gotta follow us. We see the listeners, we see the charts. I think that people don't know how to spell it. I think that's the problem. I think they're searching Canucks, not Nux. Maybe they're they're butchering Silky. Just find the network and follow us. It helps a lot. And NuxmasCon, okay. go to NuxmasCon.com. At the end of every article, you'll find our full arsenal of episodes, man. Go listen to it boom, wherever boom, you boom, listen boom, to boom. podcasts, all right? Okay. Just do it. Make there your hockey you life a little bit better. Boom, bam. Go sniff some butts. See you later. Peace.